Okay, welcome back to the United Pubcast, the podcast of the Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney for something a little bit different on your Christmas Eve, whether it be Christmas Eve evening here in Sydney or Christmas Eve morning over in Manchester or wherever you are watching. Something a little bit different, a full house um, with us for a bit of pub trivia, a pub quiz type thing to lighten the mood a little bit before football returns, hopefully returns. But as you can see, we've got a full house here of members from the Man United Supporters Club. Um, everyone knows, obviously, Josh and George who have been on plenty of times, but also Sam, who's a member of the Supporters Club and new right winger of our team, of our Supporters Club team, had a good game. But more importantly, Sam, regardless of that good game against Watford a couple of weeks ago, you did provide the full-time beer. So I'm just wondering, I saw you did have a swig of something before. What, what's on the menu tonight? What are you drinking? Same same sort of thing from work again, but the um, the XPA. It's probably my favourite, but just been drinking too many of, of the um, the lager that I bought last time. Well, Josh, i just seen here, Josh, I went to the shop, the bottle shop earlier and I went for the Stone and Wood, but um, my I feel what the one I usually have, Pacific Ale, was out. I've gone for the Cloud Catcher. Not too bad, but the first time on it. I mean, that's a good one. I mean, you've got to be careful. I, I can take into consideration that all the shops are closed tomorrow, so I've had to do the massive beer order today. We've actually gone for cider today. I think when it's a little bit above 30 degrees, I have to go for something sweet, keep you refreshed. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, yeah, hopefully everyone does have a very good Christmas tomorrow, Australian time, or wherever you are watching. Um, everyone keeps safe and has a good time with their family. But as I said, you can see by the title, it is a bit of a trivia. We'll go through the rules um, and everything, but feel free to play along at home. So grab a pen, grab a bit of paper, and um, get, your comment, get your answers in the comments or just keep scoring a bit of paper at home. Whether you want to Google and cheat, feel free. And if you are watching on delay, um, just leave your maybe score it in the comments below. Once you uh, once you've done the completed quiz, um, that'd be good. Let us know your score. If you want to tell everyone you got one hundred percent, feel free. But honesty is the best policy. What we'll do there are I haven't even counted. I think there are around twenty questions. First five will be multiple choice, and there is a different range of sort of easier questions slash harder questions. So I've tried to find a balance. Doing trivia is quite a hard skill. Trying to find that balance of yeah, how to make the questions not too easy and not too hard, etc. So hopefully everyone gets something out of it. Um, obviously some tough competition. George and Josh obviously extremely good on the trivia. And George, I'll give you these answers are these questions and answers are off the top of my head. So if there are any formal protests, I'll allow you one formal protest. Um, if you want to dispute any answers, agreed? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So here, um, good evening, Adam. Obviously members of the Sporting Club. I hope you're keeping well. Can you phone a friend? Well, I think that one of the friends you've been calling, Adam, is George, who is on air. But um, maybe John's in the comments. Maybe John can help you out. But, um, yeah, if you're at home, feel free to bend the rules a little bit. But we will get into it. And the way we're going to do it, I'll give these lads in here maybe 10 or 15 seconds to shoot me through an answer in private. And then I can read that. And then we'll go through the answer type thing. But I'll bring the screen up here and I'll just push us to the side. And we'll get cracking. So as you can see, the Pubcast Christmas Quiz. And boys, if you have your phone open, not phone in regards to Google, but your phone to send me a message. And here is um, the devil I was speaking of. John, good evening, mate. Obviously loves a little bit of trivia. Hope you're keeping well. And um, we'll get into it. So these boys want to send me a quick message on Facebook on their answer, and I'll let you know who gets the correct answer or not. So question one, boys, have your phones ready? And remember, the first five are multiple choice. And so make sure you get your answers in the comments um, in the live chat as well. So question one, off we go. Is Let's hope this podcast, not the podcast, let's hope this PowerPoint presentation works. And question one does come up here. Let's see. But question one started now. We'll go, which player has the most red cards at Manchester United? A, Roy Keane, B, Nemanja Vidic, C, Nicky Butt, or D, Paul Scholes? 
So obviously, obviously those four players, no short, no stranger to a red card. The which player has the most red cards at Manchester United? So there's a few close ones there, but um, make sure you get your comments in the live chat as well. Um, maybe a favorite red card of the player, etc. But I'm going through the answers here, and there is one correct answer, and it is George Roy Keane. So Roy Keane has 11 red cards. I think there's seven straight red cards, and there was three, I think, second yellow red cards. So Roy Keane is the player with the most red cards at Man United. So we'll go on to question two. So obviously there's the answer. Um, I should have gone through to that. So Roy Keane, that's a famous <laughs> red card against Manchester City and Alfie Haaland. So it'll be interesting if Erlin Haaland um, has seen that picture and maybe impacts his decision to join Manchester United. But question two, David Beckham scored from halfway against Wimbledon. What shirt number was he wearing? 24, 14, 10, or 7? So we all remember the goal from halfway. What shirt number was he wearing? Josh has got it right. Sam has got it right. And George has got it right. Full house there, obviously. The famous number 10 shirt. Obviously, Eric Cantona was playing for Manchester United that season, so David Beckham had the number 10. I knew Adam would know that one. I think he's got about 12 of those David Beckham shirts. Um, absolute classic. Uh, very good from Josh to remember that question from the last time he was on this trivia. Well, if, yes, yeah, some of these, obviously, members of the Supporters Club will know I'd run a little bit of trivia for Supporters Club meetings. So some of these questions may actually double up, which George and Josh, um, yeah, they might, um, it might be fresh in the memory sometimes, occasionally. But um, hopefully, I've sort of, Recharge the batteries a little bit. But question three, who made the mo most, not who made the most, who made more appearances for Manchester United? Rio Ferdinand, Roy Keane, Michael Carrick, or Wayne Rooney? It's obviously not the most. Obviously, Ryan Giggs is at the top. But who made more out of these players? Ferdinand, Keane, Carrick, or Rooney? I feel like changing mine actually now. Feel free to change if you want. You've got five I'll seconds to change it. if you want. You're going to stick. We have two correct. So George and Josh get that one correct with D, Wayne Rooney. So he obviously was the club for a long time. I think a lot of us forget how long he actually did stay on. He obviously did join quite early, but he's in there. It was 559 appearances, if I'm not mistaken. I have it down. Very good, George. Correct. 559 appearances. I do have that one down. But we will move on. Um, to question four, which I do have this stat here as well, George, um, if you do get it right. But who scored more goals for Manchester United? A, David Beckham, B, Eric Cantona, C, Steve Bruce, or D, Robin Van Persie? So make sure you're getting your comments in or maybe at least keeping score at home. Um, there's a few boys are doing quite well here. And the answers are in, and we have one. Was Josh changed it? No, Josh has gone. Yep, there we go. Okay, so one correct answer. It is George. David Beckham Ooh. has the most goals, 85 goals. So I, I threw Steve Bruce in there because obviously Steve Bruce did score a lot of goals, but um, it was quite close between the other ones. But David Beckham, and I think a lot of that, again, like when really just came down to longevity. Obviously, he wasn't a fantastic goal scorer, or obviously scorer of great goals, but um, he was there for a long time, which obviously he did rack up the... Goals. So question five and the last of the multiple choice. Who was the youngest player to score, score for Manchester United in the Premier League? Mason Greenwood, Josh Harrop, Marcus Rashford, or Federico Makeda? Uh, 
So who was the youngest player to score in the Premier League? So in the Premier League era for Man United. Answers are in, and we're having a clear front runner at the moment. George is got that one correct. Um, correct answer, George. Federico Makeda against Aston Villa. It was by a couple of days. Um, I think it was about a week or two weeks or something. Um, beat uh, Mason Greenwood, I think, was the second um, youngest. But yeah, Federico Makeda is the youngest scorer in Manchester United Premier League history. So that is all the multiple choice questions. Um, let us know in the comments how you're going um, in regards to. Adam Rackett is on fire. Um, so George is on five. He's leading the race at the moment. We'll move on to the other questions now. And depending on the question, I'll go maybe give you a bit more time rather than just the 10 seconds and maybe a little bit more discussion type thing around it. But these are the multiple choice are over. And now we'll get into some questions. Maybe if you need hints or something, maybe I can throw those out for a couple of bucks type thing if need be. But we'll go on to question six. So Ryan Giggs and Sir Bobby Charlton are top of the list for Manchester United appearances. But which player is third on the list? So which player is third in Manchester United history for, for appearances? Let's wait for these answers to come in. Another correct one for George. Josh is also correct there. I could have a stalker here. Sam, incorrect there on that one. Yeah. First two boys, Paul Scholes. So Paul Scholes, again, or, or had the two spells. At Man- at, it's hard to say two spells at Manchester United, but he did come back and sort of rack up a few appearances. He actually played quite often when he did come back. You kind of think it's one of those players come out of retirement, played a couple of games, but he was a ever-present when he did come back. So Josh keeping up with George there. But question seven, who was the only player to have two statues at Old Trafford? So there is one player, such person, obviously a person if they're a player, who has two statues at Old Trafford. If you don't know this, just throw in the message, pass. But um, if anyone in the comments can get this one, make sure to smash it in the comments. Who was the only player to have two statues at Old Trafford? Obviously some very famous ones. I'm just going to throw a guess in. Sam and Josh have gone the same answer, but it is George freaking away with the correct answer there. Dennis Law. He obviously has the one with Sir Bobby Charlton and George Best, the United Trinity outside, just in the Old Trafford forecourt. But Dennis Law has his own one in the Stretford End, so inside the stadium, which is a little bit unique. But um, yeah, in the back of the Stretford End is Dennis Law. Adam, obviously knew Adam would know that one. I'm a big fan of the Lawman. But we will move on to question eight. Obviously, my favourite shirt number. Which player wore the number eight shirt in between Nicky Butt and Anderson? So Nicky Butt wore the number eight shirt. Anderson wore the eight shirt. Which player held the eight shirt before the, or in the middle of those two? All three have that one correct. Good to see. Wayne Rooney. I, I thought, in my opinion, I think that's quite a hard question. All three just smashed that out really quickly. But I think a lot of people actually forget that he wore number eight. I think he's, the number 10 was so sort of synonymous with Wayne I Rooney. Just, I guess with that one, the goal that stands out is the one against Newcastle in number eight where he's just with the volley. Oh, he's got plenty yeah, of volley. Actually, besides takeaways, he's scoring great goals again. But a lot of his iconic goals did come in that number eight shirt. Obviously, the hat trick, but the Newcastle goal. 
um, those chips against Middlesbrough, Portsmouth or Middlesbrough, I think it was the same. But he obviously did score many iconic goals in the number 10 shirt as well. But we'll move on to question nine. Manchester United were formed in 1878 and known as Newton Heath LYR Football Club. What did LYR stand for? So Man United were formed in 1878 as Newton Heath LYR, but what did the LYR stand for? We don't need the correct spelling for this, do we? Don't, don't need the spelling, just the roughly three words. But um, we all remember the kit, the famous green and yellow kit type thing. We all remember it yep, formed as Newton Heath, but the complete name Newton Heath LYR Football Club. But what did LYR stand for? Josh and George have gone that one correct. We've here Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway. So obviously a lot of people refer to United as the Railway Railway Reds. But um, yeah, Newton Heath, Lancashire and Yorkshire Railway. But we will move on to question 10. In the 2011 Champions League final, Wayne Rooney scored, but who partnered Wayne Rooney up front? So we obviously remember Barcelona dominating possession and putting on an absolute masterclass. But who was the second striker with Wayne Rooney on that night? So I'll give you a little bit longer on this one, maybe. Josh and George, correct there. Sam has gone past. Oh, I, I was passing on the other one, but oh. I'll throw well, in one. It's an absolute guess, anyway. Well, don't look at the screen because the answer is on the screen, Sam. So don't look at the I screen. I haven't looked. But I'll give you I'll give you half a point if it was going to be him. But if it was Chicharita, was obviously the correct answer. But um, I'm not sure if Chicharita, Chicharita did touch the ball that game. I'm not sure if he did because Barcelona obviously had possession for 99 percent of the time. I don't yeah, think anyone touched the ball that game. I think you talk about sort of moments and sort of stats in Man United's history. A lot of people now forget Wayne Rooney has scored a goal in a Champions League final. I remember the two in 99 or Ronaldo's goal, but Rooney's goal, which was quite a good finish, um, sort of gets over. It's been in the game at half time. One all yeah. at half time. Personally, I, I don't even think we were all that bad. We just came up against the best team of the modern era. Oh, that they're prime. Yeah. In both 2009 and 2011. But that 2000, 2009, we had a chance. I think maybe the ball goes forward. We could maybe score. But unfortunately, 2011, we never actually got the ball to go forward. So 2011 was a different category. But we'll move on to question 11. The famous night in Paris a couple of years ago. We all remember Rashford's penalty, but who took the shot that led to the penalty being awarded? So remember, it was a handball by Kim Pembe. Adam saying he Rooney scored first, did he not? I think Pedro scored for the first goal. Pedro scored first. And then um, equalised 1 1, then went back in the half time, and then that was all she wrote. The all three boys getting that one right. Pretty easy, I thought that one. Diogo Delo with the shot. If it didn't hit um, Kimbembe's hand, it would still be rising. It was nowhere near, nowhere on target. Yeah. And um, so it was, that was such a lucky um, shot that because the shot was on for Diogo Delo, but it was a horrible shot. Thank God it hit the guy's arm. And obviously the rest is history, but we'll move on to question 12. In the 2017-18 season, we'll knocked out of the Champions League 2-1 on, on aggregate by Sevilla. But who scored Man United's goal? So knocked out in the 17-18 Champions League to Sevilla, or 2-1 on aggregate. Who scored United's goal on the two legs? George, the only one to get this one correct? I was going to say Lukaku. I was going to say Lukaku, but I thought there was going to be a, a one-matter question in there. 
That trick. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's coming. Coming. it's coming. I went. I went for a classic Jose Mourinho Fellaini special. He actually scored weird, the man. game before that. Yeah, right. It was, a, it was a weird one, though, because I think it was quite late on. It was so outplayed. It was such a bad feeling. But then Lukaku scored quite late on. You thought we're back in it, but obviously just too big a mountain to climb type thing. But even then, we, we were still two goals back because it was the away goals. We would have been out to all anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it definitely came too late. But we'll move on to question 13. A point for each correct answer. So you can get three or you can just name one or name two. But name the three Uruguayan players to have played for Man United. So I'll give you a little bit more time. If you're in the comments, feel free to smash the comments out. But I'll give you a point for each correct answer. But there are three who have played for Man United. The first one in my message comes the one I'm iffy on. I had a feeling he is Uruguayan, but I'm not sure. Well, you got those correct, Sam? And just waiting on Josh's answers. Correct. Everyone got those. Oops. Everyone got those ones. Diego Forlan, Edison Cavani, and Varela. Obviously, Varela actually played quite a few games, especially in that Van Hal second season. And when he came back, he was actually the other trivia question with um, Guillermo Varela, David Moyes' first signing. We always think Marouane Fellaini was the first signing, but Varela was actually David Moyes' first signing. So there is a little bit of trivia for you, but that is not the next question. But, um, yeah, the three Uruguayans, obviously Forland and Cavani, obviously very similarity. Obviously, Forland took a while to start scoring. But you can obviously see the similarities and Varela. Yeah, I don't know. Where, where's George? George, where's Varela playing now? Somewhere in Spain or Turkey? or I think, he's at, uh, I think he's at Ibar now, Spain. I, th- I think we played against him in the Europa League or Champions League at some stage last year, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing his name, his name on the team sheet somewhere. Yeah, two years ago we did. So we'll move on to question, I don't know what question it is. Question 14. Here we are, maybe one for the older ones, Josh. In the treble winning season, which player scored a penalty against Liverpool and was later sent off in the same game? So late on in the treble winning season, someone scored a penalty at Anfield and was later sent off in the same game. Natural crucial red card with the um, remaining of the season happening. They obviously didn't come back to bite us. Jamie here from Northern Ireland. Good to see you. Morning, guys. I'm working, so don't be able to comment only listen. No dramas at all, mate. Um, hope you're enjoying it. Um, I'm sure, you, obviously, you know your stuff, so I'm sure you're getting a lot of these right. But let us know if you want to um, watch it back um, with the honesty of no Google and let us know how you're going. Um, let us know in the comments below, but hope you are well. Adam was talking about Christmas but- Eve. Adam was talking about phone a friend. I think he might be the friend that I'm phoning for the ni- this 90s question. Yeah. This 90s one. Actually, I'll check the answers if they come in. Yeah, they're in. All three have that one incorrect. Question for that one. Penalty taker. Manchester United penalty taker. Who is he? I hope Skull was first, so don't change it to back him. I want Andy Cole. Sam, penalty taker in the 1990s? Dennis Irwin. Oh. oh. Dennis Irwin. Obviously, was sent off for a second yellow kick in the ball away in front of the cop. And um, yeah. obviously, missed the FA Cup final. Um, was the FA Cup final he missed? It was obviously through suspension. It was a late red card um, in the Premier League season. And um, it was a shocking red card um, in regards to the obviously missing crucial games type thing in the lead up to that treble winning season. But obviously, didn't come back to bite us, which was very lucky. But um, yeah, I knew Adam would get this one. Dennis Irwin. Any penalty question in the 1990s, answer is Dennis Irwin. 
maybe sometimes they're at Cantona. But we'll move on to question 15. In the 16-17 season, we played two Dutch sides in the Europa League. Who were they? So we obviously went on to win the Europa League in 2016-17. We played two Dutch sides. Who were they? I'll give you a correct answer. For, oh, I'll give you a point okay. for each, each answer. George has them correct. The first one actually beat us 1-0 the first game. In this kick? I know. Um, I think I got the second one wrong, but um, the second team wrong. But I know it was RVP, wasn't it? RVP came back and scored against us. So. He came back and scored against us for Fenerbahce. So, so you got the season. You do have the correct answer, though, Sam. You do have the correct oh, I answer. I did? Okay, sweet. <laughs> and... I thought it trying to his PS3, isn't it? Correct answer. Actually, everyone got him. Ajax in the final to... and Feyenoord in the group stage. Obviously, both of the blue kit. Obviously, we did lose to Feyenoord in the first game, but I think we <clears> I think ended up smashing him in the second game. Was it 3-0 or 4-1 or something? 4-1, yeah. Quite, quite Pogba, two really nice goals outside but, the box. Um, oh, that's, I think that was in the middle of one of Jesse Lingard's spells of form where he turned into Messi. I think Jesse Lingard was on fire that night from memory, but we are closing in on... The end of the trivia, four questions left or three questions left. Question 16. Three players in the top prem, top 10 Premier League goal scorers of all time have played for Man United. Name them. So obviously Alan Shearer is the top goal scorer in Premier League history, but obviously didn't represent Man United. But we do have three representations in the top 10. So three players in the top 10 Premier League goal scorers of all time that have played for Man United. Name I'm not them. sure if my first answer is still in the top 10. There is a tricky one there. It's right on 10, so you might be thinking about it, George. Um, yeah, I'll stick with the three that I've sent I'll, you. I'll give you a point for each correct answer. So, George, you do have a message sent? Yeah, I've got, I've got my second one wrong. Is the first one, one still in the top 10? Sam, you got one correct, and Josh, you got two correct. So, the three correct answers. Yeah, it's gigs. Andy Cole, Wayne Rooney, and sitting in tenth, uh, Michael Owen. Yeah, I was sure about Owen. I was sure oh. about Owen. I wasn't sure that Cole was in there. Oh no, Andy Cole. Se- oh, not, not second. He was second. Um, Wayne Rooney is, I think, is overtaken at second now. But Andy Cole uh, was in second for a long time, and I think Andy Cole on that is almost the most disrespected striker in Premier League history. We talk about Rooney, we talk about Thierry Andre, we talk about Shearer. Andy Cole's in there and scored just as much as them. But um, he's he didn't, remembered he didn't quite take penalties guard. either. Yeah, no, but a lot of, obviously, Michael Owen in there, a lot of his goals obviously didn't come at Manchester United, and Andy Cole obviously had his spells at Newcastle, etc., which he would have... Um, so, Adam, he, he thought Giggs in there as well, but um, he's surprised that it was Michael Owen. Yeah, that was the one that obviously threw everyone. He is sitting in number 10. I'm sure someone will overtake him soon, whether that be Harry Kane. I'm, we're talking Harry Kane in the Alan Shearer record, so I'm assuming Harry Kane's got a break. Kane's already beaten him. Oh, he's in there, is he? Okay, fair enough. So, I'm sure Michael Owen will slip out of the... Number 10 spot at some stage. I'm sure he'll have some fascinating insight to offer us after he does that. But uh, we'll move on to question 17. Who am I? Now, some of you, George and Josh, I might have asked this question to you before at a meeting, but um, hopefully not. 17, who am I? I played against Manchester United in the Champions League during the 1998-99 treble winning season. I then joined United the following season. I don't expect you to get this one, Sam, a little bit before your time. You can have a stab at it if you want. 
that um, who am I? I played against Manchester United in the Champions League during the treble winning season. I then joined United the following season. So we obviously remember the famous. We obviously remember the famous Champions League run. Played some big opposition. One of the players actually signed for United the following season. So think of the clubs we um, did play against on that run. I'll give you a hint that it was in the knockout stages um, that we played this team. I'll see if any answers are in. This is a hard one in the comments. If anyone gets in the comments, um, this one, double points. Um, it's a very hard question, I feel. But I will see who gets it right. A hint for the guys in the comments. This player also played for Arsenal. That is a comment. So George does have it correct. I have just seen. Close, Sam. No, not, not correct, but close. I like it. Josh has got it right. So, George and Josh, I'm not sure if you have heard me um, say this one before, but um, no one no, in the I've comments has one. put it through yet. Not but, that um, one. That wasn't your one. Mikael Silvestre. So, obviously, played for Manchester United against Inter Milan. Remember that Inter Milan team, Diego Simeone, original Ronaldo, etc. Obviously, Mikael Silvestre and signed for United the following season. That is a tough one, but um, one of my go-to questions for... Manchester United trivia, and I think we might have one more or go into a tiebreaker before we score. We've got one more, I think. Who provided the assists for the two goals in the 1999 Champions League final? So remember the goals? Who got the assists? So replay the replay the goals in your mind. Maybe the commentary helps. So actually, if you just replay the commentary in your mind, the commentary should tell you who's who gets the assists. But obviously, the names before the goal, but... um. I don't think it does for the first goal. I don't think his name's in the commentary for the first goal. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. Happy to go back and listen to it. He's in the commentary for the first goal. Oh, he is. Yeah. So Josh has it correct. Sorry, that that was George has it correct. Josh, you've got one answer in. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh, it's two. Oh, okay. There's two players. Two players. I've got second one. There you go. I'm just standing. Josh has them. Just waiting on Sam's last answer. Sam, you got one of them right. Obviously, the two answers: Ryan Giggs and Teddy Sheridan. Obviously, Ryan Giggs with the scuff shot, right-footed volley from the edge of the box with Sheridan poked home, and obviously Beckham into Sheridan and Solskjaer has won it. So Teddy Sheridan, obviously, oh, with the crucial yeah, assist for the winner. It's both of them. You wouldn't really class as assists, like they weren't sort of directed passes to sort of set up a goal type thing. One was a scuff shot and Sharon, I'm sure, was trying to sort of just flick it on, hopefully sort of get it into the back of the net type thing. They weren't sort of Paul Scholes sort of through balls type thing, but they are the two players with the assist, but some points there for the boys. This is the last one before a potential tiebreaker, which we might need to go to. We'll see. Um, question 19, the famous match which saw United lose 3-1 after changing kits at halftime against Southampton. We all remember they came out in grey kits. Came out in the second half in blue and white kits. Who scored the goal for Man United in the blue kit? So it's a game that always pops up on YouTube or on this day. We all remember see the footage of them coming out at halftime in the new kit. We won the, we won the second half 1-0. Who scored the goal for Manchester United? What year no, was no, it? No idea for this. This is 96. 96. 96. It always pops up on this day, Southampton 3-1. Sir Alex Ferguson changing the kits. You always see the interviews and player reactions. We did score a goal, so it did work. We came out won the second half, 1-0. But obviously lost the game, so no one really remembers it. But if anyone does remember the actual goal. 
because we did win that second half. Just take a stab at it. It's mid nineties. Yeah, I took a guess. Take a stab. Yeah. Josh's guess is correct. Ryan Giggs. I, I just remember the blue kit in the end. I thought, I thought it was so sharp there, so I didn't. I didn't think it was Rivers then. <laughs> oh, and I no, got the... I got Beckham confused with the Villa game when he scored that one in the three-one. Uh, the blue kit. Um, well, one of my favourite kits. I think they should. They always bring these remakes back, like the '92. I, I think they should bring that blue back, blue kit back. Yeah, I absolutely loved yeah. it. But we are going to a tiebreaker, and I think it, it is actually tied. Well, Sam, same in. I wouldn't say last place. I'd say a considerable <laughs> third place. You're, you're in third. But I'll just let try out these scores: five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-one, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. You wouldn't believe it. I don't know if you can see this, but George and Josh. Are both on twenty-one points, so it is going to a tiebreaker. Like now, George what I'll do? Question, right? Feels like George has got a real question right today. How's he? How's he going? Yeah, yeah. I've got it. I got Andy Cole wrong, and I got that last one just wrong. Maybe I have to go back. Maybe I've done my scoring wrong, but um, we'll see. It does. Look, it sets it up for a nice finale, anyway. But I'll put this between George and Josh. I might have done the scoring wrong, but who knows? It might, it might be corrupt like UEFA's um, pulling the balls out of the thing. I might have set this up perfectly. But what I'll do, George and Josh, there is a tiebreaker question. Now, you can just hit your buzzer. George, you call George. Josh, you call Josh. And you can either pass this on to the next person or answer it yourself. If you answer it yourself, you have to get it correct. If you pass it to the opponent and they get it wrong, you win. If they get it right, they win. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay, so the tiebreaker. So don't jump in too early if you don't know if you want a little bit of a think about it or if you think what your opponent will, how strong they are. But uh, make sure you get your comments in in the live chat if you think you know this one. But um, the tiebreaker. So this is between George and Josh. Buzz in when you have your decision whether you want to take the question or throw it to your opponent. But the tiebreaker. Name the order of Manchester yeah. United's penalties. Okay, we'll go, Josh. Just let me get the list up so I, I know. So Josh has gone for the order of Manchester United's penalties in Moscow. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, give yourself, if you want to give yourself five seconds to regroup and I'll put you on the spot. Are you confident to go now? Well, actually, I don't think I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's just the second one I'm struggling with. I know, like, the third, the fourth, and the fifth. Uh, Marco Carlos Tevez was first. Um, I'll give you the third and the fourth and the fifth. Yep. So, Ronaldo was third. Hargreaves was fourth. I think Giggs was fifth. Um... Nani was. Oh, sorry, no, sorry. Giggs was. Oh, fuck. Pass out, pass it. Well, you, you did get it incredible, the Nani one. Um, no, Giggs, Giggs, was, Giggs was second. Giggs was last. The, the one no, you were Giggs thinking was, of. Um, Giggs was uh, seventh, wasn't he? Giggs was last. Yeah. George, know who that yeah. second player is? The second player? So jo uh, Josh passed one. Carlos yeah. Tevez took the first one. Do you know who took the second penalty? Do I know who took the second? Uh, Carrick, wasn't it? Michael yeah, Carrick. Wasn't it? It was Carrick, so George, yeah. George takes this out for, George, for Josh getting that one wrong. And um, look, at the end of the day, Josh, um, George might have got that right if my scoring was incorrect. But Josh has, George has won it in terms of it was my, uh, Michael Carrick was second, Carlos Tevez first, Carrick second, Ronaldo obviously missed in third, Owen Hargreaves fourth, Nani fifth, Anderson, Anderson came off the bench, yeah. take 6-1, and obviously Ryan Giggs with the... Do you call it a winning penalty? I think it was kind of the winning penalty. It was the one before. 
Edwin Villas I'm, 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 so. I'm just saying we're lucky man in that, in that I just yeah. out. he just smashed it down the middle he didn't know what he was doing he just that, again that's yeah. a tough spot by Anderson we sort of criticised Solskjaer last well I didn't but he got a lot of criticism but throwing those I think he threw one matter and Alex Tellez on quite late to take a penalty and we criticised that thinking you shouldn't be throwing players on fresh I think Gareth Southgate did the same with England um, type thing at the Euros put these players on fresh right at the end for penalties were they so much criticism Stralix Ferguson took Wes Brown off in injury time to throw young, was the 18, 19-year-old Anderson to take a Champions League penalty, the, the penalty after John Terry type thing. So talk he about did, um, the situation he was under. But um, George he, has taken that trivia out. What, what I'm thinking is that just on that final, if Fergie was going to bring on Anderson and have him as the sixth penalty taker, why even do that? How do you know the shootout's going to go six penalties? Oh, I think you just take it. Okay, if it goes to sudden death, who do you want out there, Anderson or Wes Brown? I think just one of those ones, just you have a sub up your sleeve. Just use it just in case it gets to this situation where you find yourself in having to choose between Anderson, Brazilian left footer, or Wes Brown. <laughs> but although Wes Brown um, obviously had a very good season, obviously got the assist for that um, in the Champions League final. Scored first goal against Liverpool that season. I never forget that. Yeah. That's popped out to me. He's like, who do you I want still to don't know if that was like his out? goal or was it a known goal? Was it off his back? Did Rainer punch it in? It was sort of a combination of everything. But um, obviously, Wes Brown scoring against Liverpool, not going to take that away from him. But Adam was obviously the main point of that evening. Besides the trophy, how good was the slip by John Terry? Pretty My sure Anderson confession. Did, um, I'm pretty sure Anderson so, did keep the ups on it on the way to his penalty as well. Pretty sure he oh, was that, like that wouldn't, on that the wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the footage of that. Yeah. yeah. My footballing confession was um, I never actually saw the John Terry slip. When I saw John Terry walking up, um, I walked away. I, I, I couldn't watch. I just sat, had it in my mind that he was going to win it. Actually, I actually started walking away when Nani hit his penalty. Uh, no, no, so Ashley Cole hit his penalty and it looked like Van der Sar had saved it, but Van der Sar pushed it in the corner of the net. I thought, nah, it's done. Then John Terry walked up and I didn't. I left the room. Then obviously heard that John Terry missed, came back in and obviously enjoyed the rest of the morning. But um, yeah, that is my footballing confession. My second footballing confession, Josh, do you remember what it is? What's your second heart, I have no idea. I said oh, we okay. shouldn't have signed Robin Van Persie. We should have kept Danny Wolbeck. Um, Robin Van Persie was going to be a bad signing. So that's another one off why I did get completely wrong. But um, pleasure, boys, as always, chatting United. And obviously something a little bit different on Christmas Eve to um, obviously I'm going to crack open another beer before dinner. But um, do you enjoy that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Good. Yeah, it's great, good. Thanks great for having getting, us. Getting to momentum of football again. I forgot. Well, Larry and I will be back, back on, I don't know, maybe Sunday. No, I've got lost. It's that time of year I've lost track of days. What day? Uh, is today? We're, we're playing the morning of the 28th. So today is a Friday. We are playing on Tuesday. We'll be back maybe Sunday night, Larry and I, with a Newcastle preview. Fingers crossed, obviously, the match going ahead. Um, Man United look fully fit and COVID free. However, what we've seen with Liverpool and Leeds on Boxing Day, it doesn't matter if Liverpool have a full squad. If Leeds have COVID, Leeds have COVID. So at the moment, we are at the hands of Newcastle and their health. Hopefully, everyone is healthy and that match can go ahead. But look, who knows? The, the news changes every couple of days or every I'm couple of hours from, now in England. From Newcastle's perspective, when you know it's so easy to get a game postponed from COVID, why wouldn't you just keep milking it till the new year? Then you can sign players. and that, 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 That's a definite loophole and issue with this situation. I'd love to see what that meeting was and sort of the details of what came out, what constitutes getting a game called off. How many players you need? I know they brought, bring out these numbers, but who knows how accurate they are. Not to accuse Newcastle of foul play, but come on, that's an obvious solution. But, but it, it's what Newcastle should be doing. They get to January, get these the transfer window transfer window underway, and strengthen your squad. But I don't care what happens to Newcastle; they're going down. I don't care who they're buying, 
go and buy a player and put them on 200 grand a week. If a player is signing for Newcastle at the moment for money, that's not the player you need in a relegation battle. I, I think they're doomed and I'm over the moon. I hope Ronaldo scores a hat-trick against them again and sends them on their merry way down to the championship, only to replace why George will say in like, teams like West Brom are likely to come back up and continue the Norwich circus. But um, hopefully everyone in the comments did enjoy that. If you are watching on delay, please leave your score or some answers to the trivia um, in the comments. Or if you do know any good trivia questions you can use for next time, please send us a message. Um, that would be good because if people do enjoy this, we will definitely do it again. But um, if you did enjoy it, please do leave a like on the video. And if you are new, subscribe. That would be great. And obviously, I forgot, but Jamie reminded me. Merry Christmas. Hopefully everyone, both from Larry and I and the boys here, do does have a good Christmas. Um, keeps safe, eats a lot of food, and hopefully finishes off by watching United in a couple of days. Until then, guys, have a good one. Cheers. Thank you.